Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, it is part two of NWA Saturday Night on TBS from April the 14th, 1990. If you recall, this episode was three hours long, and we made an executive decision because we are the head people in charge around here and said, you know what, brah, we're breaking this down into two episodes because it was so damn long. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Harper, as you heard on last week's episode at the beginning of it, although Harper was on with us during that episode because it was recorded before Hurricane Ida. He is not with us tonight due to Hurricane Ida and the lack of power and whatnot. But as we said last week at the beginning of the show, Harper is doing okay. His sixth headset is not doing okay. We can talk about that more in a second. Doc, how are you? In hindsight, I feel like we treated this episode like children. I feel like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, can we do can we do our homework? We should do all our homework on Monday night and get it all out of the way. And we were like, nah, bro, let's spread that shit out and spread the pain out over multiple weeks. We should have just ripped the Band-Aid off last week and done all three hours taking a big old meaty shit on it and moved on with our lives. No, you can kiss my ass. I wasn't doing nothing. I, I was not doing that. Bro, that was that was nonsense. that might have been either the one first or second lowest like aggregate average score across the three of us where we all agreed we took big old meaty dumps on that that episode. We'll have to see how it turns out tonight. I guess everybody will have to stay tuned. Now, let's not bury the lead in your open. Uh, now, did, I'm trying to think. I don't want to make light of the hurricane. So did the hurricane get the headset? What's What's going on with this headset? I was on the phone the day the hurricane is blowing through. I mean, Hopper is about to get the worst of the hurricane. I mean, that's 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 when this discussion was being had. But they showed it rolling. They showed it. They showed it rolling right, right west of Metairie. And I was like, oh, Lord. Well, yeah, because it cut through Laplace and all that. But Hopper, I don't know if I must have been texting him because he had lost power earlier. He had told me he said power went out. Power went out in the morning. And I said, look, man, y'all need to really hunker down. I don't know what you can see from your phone or or what kind of reception you got. But the next probably two to three hours, y'all are about to get the worst of it based on where Ida's, that. Ida's hot is. and she's about to start shooting on y'all. That's yeah. 
so he called me and he was like he he had reception i guess and still had some juice in the phone he's like he's like yeah well what's going on now i said i'm looking at it right now i'll send you a screenshot you can see where the eye is because you know he had he had no tv and i guess he wasn't able to stream on his phone or whatever to see any of the local news you know he could get radio stations but that was it but he couldn't see it and um during the course of that conversation well his dog had to take a dump in the middle of the hurricane and she wouldn't go out there's twigs snapping hold on there's twig yeah i i'm about to tell you no there's twigs snapping there's trees snapping you can hear it in the background as this is happening well, Harper says, hold on. His girl picks up the phone and she starts talking to me. And she's like, yeah, he went to take the dog outside. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, there are 70 mile power winds and Harper is outside with Lassie trying to get Lassie to take the a last, dump. The last we heard of this dog has the squirts. The squirts, right. The squirts were gone from what I understand. I don't know what she had, if she got a bug or something, whatever. In the course of Harper making sure the dog took a dump a his girlfriend tells me, yeah, Mike, uh, he broke another headset. I'm like, is, so, you know, I'm first, first thought is. So she's read in, she's read in on, you know, cause most people, you know, out, you know, in the straight world, our wives would have been like, they broke a headset, but she went straight to another headset. So she's smart to the business as well. Yeah. So, she, so mm-hmm. I'm like, first I think it's a rib. And then she's like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I bought him another, another headset. I was like, why'd you buy him another headset? She's like, I, I just went ahead and bought him. You know, I don't want you continuously spending money on headsets. I was like, whoa, 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 wait. How'd this headset break? He thinks he stepped on it again. I said, what? Yeah, he thinks well, he stepped on it again. Why are they being again. stored on the floor? I was like, so they were on the floor again? Yeah, apparently. So, again, as a, as a, as a wrestling fan, a wrestling fan like we are, I'm still, like, thinking, okay, he... This must be a rib. There's no way he stepped on another headset. You so, think he's got like a collection at home, like just nails in the <laughs> wall and like five or six pristine headsets. Hanging on the wall. <laughs> Hanging on the wall was now, now, while he's wearing his and doing his dirty business with his girl, she's wearing one too. <laughs> Possibly. Well, we continue talking and she says, look, don't worry about it. I ordered one. You know, he'll have it whenever y'all record again. I went ahead and just paid for it. I'm like, well, you know, you, you didn't have to do that. I could have I could have provided a new one. And she's like, well, no, it probably makes for good material on the show. Even though he stepped on it, you can tell the people he tried to shove it up my ass again or something. Who oh, knows? no. Oh, no. <laughs> Lady Harper's a dirty, filthy one. <laughs> so... Here's the thing. Harper never heard, hears this because he's outside with the dog. So he still doesn't know this conversation was had with she and I unless she told him when he came and in. You know right now, Javorski is pants down, just <laughs> destructing his fucking little three-inch dick. <laughs> what is that wrong? Little, he's got that three-inch Vienna sausage cranking away. Uh, on that note, I, I do want to mention as we're talking about Harper real quick in, in the storm. And I, I truthfully, I have no idea when Harper's going to be back on the show just based on the conditions down there. 
I, I mean, there are people saying a month before the entire city has electricity, but there were story, there were reports recently today that there were small pockets of New Orleans East that did have some electricity, very, very small pockets. But before the hey, whole... you told me that he's got a generator. Why can't he just plug that laptop into the generator and well, let's no, make money? He, he doesn't have a generator. He is by someone's house that has one. And uh, from what I gather, there are a lot of people there. So I don't know if he... It would be a pain. And frankly, I don't think he could pull it off and whatnot at this point but i wanted to mention there were a bunch of people that checked on hopper uh you i didn't tell you this i was waiting to tell you on the show uh father james mitchell aka daryl van horn uh oh. sent me a message to check on on all of us uh i think uh mr van horn i think he misunderstands that uh, you and i live in texas i now live in texas and have so for years i think he thought hopper and i still were there i said no hopper's there but he's good he made it through fine so he checked uh, a bunch of other people. I know Rich Richardson. I got messages from him. Uh, Brother Dave over in Australia. He checked on everybody. And I'm just naming just a few. Uh, Michael Angel. Uh, lots of people checking in to see if you know, Hey, we're I got to tell right. you something, man. We had it on the Weather Channel. Uh, they're working over there, but that's a different story. And even, even little Latrell was like, I mean, I don't know Harper, but he's your friend. I'm worried about him. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people checked in, and uh, I appreciate it. I hey, couldn't look, reply to all of them, but I, we did make the we, announcement on last show. When Harper goes, it ain't going to be something stupid like a hurricane. It's going to be something stupid like fighting ducks with a squeegee on the side of the road or something. It's going to be, it's got to be an epic tale. Tale. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. But anyway, um, that's uh got, wanted to mention yeah, that. Well we're we're all happy that, that Harper uh made it through. Uh we know not everybody was as lucky. And uh we're gonna throw out some T's and P's down to the Gulf Coast, I guess. You guess, right? no. No, we are. T's and P's. Okay. T T's and P's. Yes. T's and P's. All right, what, what what you got? What uh, I know you, you might have some flips I, and You know, before we get into anything, of we're going to talk about one of the craziest stories that you and I have run across in quite some time. Before we do that, do we need to get any business out of the way? Do we need to talk about any any uh, uh, fine listeners or anything? Yeah, I was trying to remember how long Hopper had that new headset. I think it's only been like a month and a half. Two I mean, it's it's a couple months. At, at the at most two months yeah we got uh some new new listeners or new uh, patreon members out there chuck saltern new annual patron thank you chuck for signing up and going annual and you're getting that month for free by doing so shane manzi new btt hall of fame annual patron as well gets a month for free there and remember if you want to become a patron or if you feel generous enough to support this show go to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt to access all of our Patreon shows, and not only that, we are listener-supported 100%. As you know, there are no ads on this show. We talk about stupid stuff like Hopper shoving headsets where they shouldn't be and stepping on them and breaking them, but at the end of the day, we're listener-supported and are completely dependent upon your generosity to keep this show free and on air. So that's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, and I, your support's appreciated. I feel like we're not too far from having Lady Harper on the air. We got to see what's going on there. Uh, I'll let him answer that whenever he returns to this show. Just okay. To... Now, 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 remember, thing... now, remember, 
a lot of uh, the BTT Army, the ones who went to Wildcat X Rated, they actually got to meet Mrs. Hall. Look, there was like 12 people there at that. We got thousands of listeners, and I'm not exaggerating. So the Army hasn't seen or okay. heard from her. Now, what I do think the Army is probably all doing is exactly what I did, is when you think about a headset on the floor, and that just level of disregard for personal property, <laughs> you got to start thinking about what else that room looks like. Well, yeah, I don't know. See, when he was still living by himself, it may have looked much worse. But right, you know. But if you're living with a girl that's gonna make jokes about things going in her ass, you you, you never know. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. She doesn't listen to the show. That must have been referenced at BTT Wildcat the meetup. Like we must have been talking about it, and that's when she got caught wind of it, and that's why she said that. All right. Well, so we this week, you um, we to be fair, both of us are kind of, I think, laying low right now while we're ready for the football seasons to spark up, because that really does uh, get you and I in front of news and sports news and everything that's going on in the world a little bit more than we've been. So I feel like both of us have been taking a little bit of time to just kind of lay in the silence. But you stumbled across a news story this week that in the sports world that is really beyond remarkable for 2021 and just really amazing for any time period. Uh, Why don't you tell the people what (laughs) explain it like you explained it to me the other day and then we can start chopping this bullshit up. So when I when I started talking to you about it, I didn't have all the details, and I still still don't Who have does? all the details. Does anyone? <laughs> but but so I didn't see this, and this is kind of unusual. But I did have a busy weekend when this was on TV that I didn't catch wind of this, either flipping through the channels or whatnot. Because uh, usually I'll flip on ESPN just kind of see what's on. Uh, but I didn't do that this past weekend when this this happened. So I caught wind of this Bishop Sycamore thing. Uh, a couple days ago, and I sent you a message about it saying, hey, you hear about this Bishop Sycamore and them pulling one over on ESPN, and you were clueless on it, which, I mean, I was too up until that point. Hey, you know, the week, the past weekend you had a lot of uh, hurricane watching, and you have family down there, you're paying attention to that. I got soccer, and even I was paying attention to hurricane. We were, our our attention was diverted elsewhere and this snuck up on us needless to say i also had a kid that we thought had covid but didn't he tested negative although he had a fever for five straight days and no other symptoms uh but that's a whole nother topic uh, i don't want to get into it because this show will be on on youtube and i'm not trying to get into that topic here because it's a youtube episode as well so we call into this bishop sycamore thing and and all i want to say is while you're hearing us talk about this just google bishop sycamore and and just see what comes up. So I send Doc a note about this Bishop Sycamore thing and say, hey, man, have you been catching up with this? Supposedly this, I'm going to call it a high school, but they're not really a high school. They're a bunch of junior college dropouts from what I gathered. And the head coach was wanted for some crime. I can't remember which one it was, so I don't want to misstate anything here. Uh, I want to be fair there. Uh, anyway, Bishop Sycamore played a game against IMG Academy on ESPN. And the thing about this school is, from what we gather, it's not a school. And 
So yeah. hold on, hold on. I, that needs processing because ESPN aired a game, and they usually only air high quality big matchups with a high school that's a high school and something that we can't figure out what it is. Yeah, so basically this, I'm using this term loosely, Ohio school, you know, came under fire after it basically duped a marketing agency into putting it into one of these spotlight games for high schools on ESPN, and they were going to play against IMG Academy. Now, there's a marketing group. The marketing group apparently is called, allegedly is called Paragon Marketing Group that does the scheduling for these ESPN high school football kickoffs. They do this every year. I've seen it for, for a few years now. I don't know if Paragon has been a part of it for all these years, but they do this every single year. And they put together this. Now, Paragon, I believe, admitted to not doing their due diligence on this quote-unquote Bishop Sycamore school. Um, and Bishop Sycamore slid through the cracks and was on a nationally televised game against IMG Academy, which is a high profile school and major football program amongst high schools. So my first thought, so my first thought right there is, so you're telling me that ESPN basically let some high school kids play against who knows who? Yeah, because that's the thing. The one thing I haven't seen, and it may have come out by now by the time this airs, is we don't have a clue who who these um, kids and athletes are. Now, it's important to note that they got the crap beat out of them by IMG. And what's even more important is as it was happening, the announcer started acknowledging it in the middle of it. Yes. What corporation do you know admits a fault ever? And especially while it's still going on, they got to wait till the travesty is over so they can whitewash it. Yeah, the the commentators for this game are pretty much, I'm going to use a wrestling term, they're breaking kayfabe on air. Like, for real. What, like, one of the guys is like, we tried to do our research. We have no idea who these people are. They supposedly had athletes who were being recruited by, you know, the Alabamas of the world, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, but none of these folks we have information on. And they're going on and on and on about that. And the other guy that's commenting is like, yeah, uh, this game really should stop because it's like 20 to nothing by this point. And there's like half of the second quarter to go. So IMG Academy just drubs them. And Doc, I just happened to look something up while I was talking to you. Would you believe Bishop Sycamore has a Twitter account? And 19 minutes ago, as of us recording this, they tweeted, seeking an opponent for week eight, Friday, October 8th. DM us. <laughs> Man, they're like the, they're like, they're like the dude that just got out of the pen that's rolled down to the playground and said, I got next. Come on. So a couple Boogie, of things here. Nothing about things. you says computer or technology, They're, Bishop Sycamore. They are Go ahead. not listed in the Ohio Department of Education as a charter school. It was listed as a non-chartered, non-tax-supported school last year. The school chose to be non-chartered. Boy, and if this ain't wrestling, there ain't nothing that ever is. The school chose to be non-chartered due to 
truly held religious beliefs. Oh my God. They do not have an exact address listed. They only have a P.O. box. And their website has a nondescript picture of a football player. Their staff and about us on their website are blank. Okay, that's tremendous. Do you want to hear some more from this Twitter feed? These fools retweeted Joel the Troll Embiid, and this looks like actually Joel Embiid, who said, from my own experience, y'all have no idea how much this media makes up stuff for followers and shame on you for believing them. They felt the need to retweet that. Well, apparently I'm reading here on Yahoo Sports, they fired their head coach yesterday. And I, again, I, I read, and I'm going to say all this allegedly because, you know, none of this stuff's confirmed. Doc and I are just reading reports that we're seeing online about this and what ESPN has said. Allegedly, he was, he was, he had an, a warrant or something for something. I'm not sure what Look, it was. They let God knows who face high school kids on national TV. If something went wrong, if one of them turned into Ron Fuller and wanted to body slam artist Gilmore on national TV or pull out a knife and stab a kid. I mean, <sighs> the, the negligence, I don't care about the score. I don't care about anything else. The negligence there tells me that somebody is liable for something. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just saying this. I mean, this is akin to basically. I mean, shit, Mike. This, this is like if I showed up at Raw and said, "Y'all know Alter Boy Luke, Luke Hawks." Yeah, yeah, he knows me. He sent me down here to work. And the next thing you know, I'm in the ring against whomever. I mean, that's basically what it is. <laughs> Even worse, it'd be like getting you a spot on raw and you've never taken a bump and it's like dude what's doc doing on raw tonight <laughs> well right. alter boy luke put in a call because he knew some folks there and they're like dude who are you sending us this guy's got no credentials he's like brad brad i didn't send you nobody i don't even know yo 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 i don't know yeah this is a, this is a tremendous i i now by the time this airs of course this probably has taken on another life of its own well here's the, I, here's the other thing this team was supposed to play. They're from supposedly from Ohio. They were supposed to play one of the teams from where we live. I did see that last uh, last night, and the, they pulled, one of the, the teams team were, down here said "nah, brah," and pulled out. Yeah, they pulled out. I just think this is tremendous. If you if you go to providing this Twitter account is still available by the time this airs, because Lord knows if it got shut down. But at Bishop Football, and I, if I'm being trolled, they're good. It literally says 24 minutes ago, seeking an opponent for week eight, Friday, October 8th, DM us. They also are seeking an opponent for, for opponent for week five, September 17th, DM them. Tremendous. Man, what we ought to do, what we ought to do is get together some BTT ballers and ball out with them. I'm, I'm tempted to say, hey, bro, you want to do an interview on our show? <laughs> we could We could get 11 people. To show up, BTT. Um, we easily, but uh, I don't know. Hey, we don't got pads, but we'll play flag. How about that? 
Uh, I think they want to play tackle. This is a tr- it's a tremendous story. Again, Google it. Lord knows where the story is going to be by the time this all unfolds. The fact that this kind of shit could happen in 2021 is mind-boggling to me. That's the thing that's mind-boggling. That is the thing that you and I agreed on. I told my wife about that. It was like, because she asked me about it, and she says, how does that happen in 2021? I'm like, you got me. And not only how does it happen, how does it happen to a company like ESPN? Have you seen that trash app they've been rolling with for the past five years? Well, the app is garbage for the last five years, but you do have to say a company owned by Disney. I mean, it's like, how did, again, I agree with you, but at the same time, how does that happen? This is, it, this is phenomenal. This is a tremendous story, how they wiggled their way into ESPN and they're still tweeting. Looking this for would have opponents. been phenomenal in 1991. So it's even more incredible in 2021. Exactly. With the ability to do research and vet things and just mind-boggling. We're going to have to keep an eye on this as it moves forward because they don't seem to have uh, much remorse for what they've done thus far. No, they're looking for more opponents and telling people don't believe the media. If I'm the team that went and played, and yeah, we won 58 to nothing, I'm looking at our AD and what what was he doing during all this. I don't know, this feels like a money grab for, for some people who shouldn't be doing a money grab, but it's all well, allegedly, the, I don't know. That's the biggest problem is there's too much money in high school sports, and you don't need to be playing cross states. Stay in your area where you know the schools and just play in your neighborhood. No, nah, you can't say that now. Everything is commercialized. I can say whatever the fuck no. I want. Well, you can say whatever you want, but that's not how it works. That's not how capitalism and money and that's works, how, okay? And that, well... <laughs> Maybe we should seize the means of the schedule. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, Karl Marx. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no. That's not how it works, man. These these schools. High school kids do not need to be traveling across three straight states. Will you listen to, to me for a second? Ball. I'm not huh? disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. They need to have their you. nose in these books. Okay. And maybe somewhere else that you know. But we'll. That ain't that how capitalism the- works. All right. Right. What's happening is there are these big-time schools. They can't find good competition where they're at. Thus, they got to play other big-time schools in other states. That's how it works. And guess what? There's always a money trail because you got to track the money. And guess what? There's people getting paid a lot of money to do these showcase games. That's the other part. They literally worked and got on ESPN. And I want to know where they sent ESPN or whoever sent the check to for these guys. Because you know they got a check. I got a check. Who was the check made out to? Anyway. All right. Any more on Bishop Sycamore? We're going to have to keep keep an eye on this. Uh, I encourage you all for a giggle to, to, like Mike said, Google it. Um, I guess we'll see where this goes. I'm dying right here as I look at this screen. They are looking for opponents for three weeks from now. uh, (laughs) Yo, can we get a game? uh, Dude. I mean, that's what that's what soccer, the youth soccer teams do. I mean, they'll just post on this this message board that we're on. Hey, does anybody want to scrimmage this weekend? We got a field. They're, they're that's also, what this feels like. Yeah, but that's not on ESPN <laughs> either. So, okay, uh, what else we got, Doc? Before we get into part two of April fourteenth, I think we it's time to rip the band aid and do this. 
All right, well, I'm starting a video version of this week's show, April 14, 1990. Remember, this is part two, if anybody was confused last week. I know it's hard to follow when Doc explains things, but we did the first half of April 14, 1990, and now we're doing the second half. And there's not so a if ton you're in the second along at home, we should be kicking in at about, what, an hour and 13 minutes? Uh, yeah, right about that, because we left off with Joel Deaton hanging Tommy Wildfire Rich, man. How that dare he do such a thing? I mean, come on, man. Why would you do that to the greatest NWA world champion of all time? Why did you have to start Javorski in right when it happened? I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Uh, all right, so I've got the video version going. Um, the first match, well, I would say the first match. Let me Are you going to share your though. screen? I'm not sharing right now. I thought I thought I clicked on that. Hold on. Let's. Uh, you know, I really need a producer to do all this stuff in the background while I'm. That's know, why trying. we have you. Right. Okay. Can you see my screen now, sir? Well, we here's the thing. We could sell ads and have a producer. I tell you what, man. If somebody came to me with the right offer, I would certainly entertain sell it. Out. Sell out. I know. But you're would, a sellout. It would have to be the right amount of money. Hopper, I Hopper and I. Forever. Right. Hopper and I had a discussion about that, and I, I told him something that uh, somebody offered me. He was like, oh, hell no. And here, see, here's the thing. I won't say the company that, there's been a few, but there won't say the company that reached out to me. But I mentioned to Hopper the type of money that would be given to the show for for this ad, a couple companies. And Hopper's response was, yeah, hell no. And I said, Hopper, you know, for that little bit of money, it's going to go sideways for us because you and Doc would be like, that's not enough. And then what you all are going to do, because you all are just goofy, Arse, <laughs> hateful, <we're> arsonists. <laughs> hateful bastards, you all are going to start cutting promos because you're like, this ain't worth it. And then you all will be making fun of the ad, of the of the companies. Watch us get then, fired on the air. And I would have to tolerate and do damage control after the fact, and it would turn into a big rib on me. Thus, this we're is not entertaining that. And 15% what would happen. It's it's exactly what would happen. One hundred percent. There's no there's no there's no ifs, buts, maybes, ands about it. We, Harper would cut a promo just cause, and they wouldn't send me my free samples, and I'd get mad and start cutting promos, and that's what would happen. Yeah, and again, I'd be doing damage control and apologizing uh, for whatever. It's just not worth it. No, huh? exactly. Unless it's well, big money. it might be worth it, but it isn't worth it yet. Well, it would be funny. The listeners would get a kick out of it. <laughs> they really would. But, you know. Anyway, we don't have a large legal department here, so I don't want to cross that threshold because that's the last thing I want is uh, somebody, you know, taking legal action because you all buried a product on there. It's true that Harper and I sometimes have, don't know how to act. Childish, but, you know, it comes with the territory on BTT. Uh, which is what I love about uh, you all in our audience, because you generally don't take things too seriously most of the time. All right, let's go, Doc. We're in the first match of the second half of this episode from April 14th. It is the Z-Man against Sweet Stan Lane. Mm. Corny mentions on commentary as Stanfield is coming out to the ring. Back up from the TV set and don't drool on it, because you know if you do, you might electrocute yourself. Uh, this this match, Z-Man, I, I'll say this. He's got the moves. He knows how to wrestle. We've said it a hundred times. But there is no sizzle to the stake, as Hopper says. And there is no personality 
and I've got no vested interest in his matches as much as I love Sweet Stan Lane. This match, ugh. Doc, your thoughts. Not Sweet Stan's fault, that's for damn sure. I popped at the beginning when Bobby Eaton rolls out there with his water bottle. I mean, he's taking this shit seriously. He is here to do his job. I'm glad you said that because we do need to point out that Stan and Bobby and Corny on commentary are working their tails off. They're 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 there to earn their paycheck. It's just I can't invest in Z Man. I just I can't do it, man. It's just this it's just not there. And Chris Zaha, I love you, and I know you were a Z Man fan, but he just doesn't do it for us. Just doesn't. It's it he just doesn't. Um but Bobby was great because he's gonna he's filling and this is his big chance to manage. <laughs> right. Stan is great in the match because he's Stan. Um, Watch you know Bobby on the outside. Well, can I, you go back real quick to one twenty two oh four because I need to see it. One twenty two oh four. Yeah, hold on. Um, I wanted to say as I'm going back to it, but one thing about Bobby on That's, the outside is um here it is. is he oh the the dick dancing Bobby we on the outside is hilarious. Dance. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Stan's flexing. Here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) Fake Stan Lane is popping right now. That's the joy that we all need in our lives today. Um, I wanted to to say one thing about Bobby. You're talking about how Bobby's out there managing. Bobby is doing a great job of when Stan gets beat down or things are happening to Stan that he doesn't want to happen. Bobby's reactions on the outside are exactly as you want the manager reaction to be. He's basically he's, yeah. emphasizing the pain that his partner's going through, and he's further selling. A good manager does that. A good manager sells when their guy is is not doing well. Uh, if you ever watch Bobby Heenan or Cornette, I mean, Bobby Heenan was great at it, actually. Go watch, some, go watch Heenan when his guy is struggling and the, the grimace on his face and the hands on the head and and how he looks. It's Paulie does a great a job of it, too. in that role. I mean, he's just not going to be as good as Bobby. Yeah, Pillman comes out because obviously he's Z-Man's partner. Uh, Doc, on that note, any other timestamps that you had from it? Not a timestamp, but later when he chokes Z-Man with a towel, man, Bobby learned from Corny. He lifts that towel up in the air so the whole arena can see it. That's exactly how you do it, too. So Let me Z-Man... show you what I'm about to do, and then you can't see it. And then we had a crazy finish, and I was kind of all right with it, I think. I was, too. I mean... They're tag teams that are feuding. So, you know, this is a singles match with two guys in the team. So, Z-Man, he's going to get Stan in the sleeper right here if you're watching on our Patreon video. and But Bobby realizes Stan is about to lose. So, Bobby Eaton's like, well, I can't have Stan lose. So, Eaton comes in and knees Z-Man in the back. But then Pillman, who worked his way to ringside uh, as well, early, much earlier, uh, Pillman comes in and the crowd is going nuts. And let me tell you, Pillman's on fire. And that was the biggest reaction of the match, I think, just from Pillman because the people love Pillman so much and he's got a load of charisma. But things break down. Corny waddles to ringside. That's not Come my on. words. That's JR on commentary. He says, he says, Cornette's wa- uh, uh, waddling down the ringside. And Corny waddles down the ringside with his racket, and Z-Man actually ends up with Corny's racket because the racket went flying in the air. Z-Man decides to have some batting practice with the Midnight Express, Bobby and Stan. Uh, Corny and the Midnight, they get the hell out of there. For what it's worth, I mean, it's not a terrible match. The crowd is into the finish, even though it was, you know, DQ. 
and they're they're the baby faces won. Uh, the crowd is into it, but it's more. I give more credit to guys like Bobby and Stan and Pillman than Z Man. And of course, not trying to be mean, but it is what it is. It's just well, Z-Man and, and this match wasn't Starcade quality, but if it had been on the first half, it would have helped the rating a little bit. Would have helped a great deal because this was better than. I don't want to say anything we saw on the last episode because Teddy Long was goddamn funny with what he said, but I agree. Okay, so then we go to the next segment, and let me uh, rewind this a little bit. Just to, I wanted to get what Corny does. So Jim Cornette is about to interview Flair and Woman. So I'm going to play the first, say, minute of it, and then some music starts. So I'll have to tone it down, and then we'll go back to it. But here's Cornette interv- uh, about to interview Ric Flair and Woman. So Flair is about to come in, and of course the booze rain down. Uh, I wanted to play that real quick, and then let me fast forward now to the to the good part when we actually get to hit here, Flair and Woman, uh, after they make their way. So I got them queued up, and just waiting for the music to stop. And um, here we go. And champ, I'm glad you took the time out of your busy schedule to come out here tonight and try to show what class looks like to all these rednecks out here. And I- say to you, you know, Lex Luger, Lex Luger had the audacity to be coming out here the past few weeks and claiming he's going to be the world heavyweight champion. I know you, Rick. You're never going to relinquish that belt. Well, let me just say one thing about Lex Luger. He has promised the wrestling world. He has promised the public. He has told me. He has even whispered the woman that if he gets me in the ring, world title on the line, no interference, maybe even a cage, that he'll be the next world champion. He forgets one thing, and that is that Luger, to be the man, you have to <laughs> beat the man. Right, Lord Jim? Oh, champ, i tell you what, Lex Luger, he doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. That's why he has got to blame all these outside activities like woman, like Ole Anderson. He's got to make excuses. Wait a minute, what, what's going on? Oh, look at this. Hey, 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 hey. Wait a minute. Hey, did you come to ask Ric Flair how to wrestle or to see if woman's got a good-looking friend? First of all, do you have insurance? Do I have insurance? Yeah, yeah, I got insurance. Why? Because if you open your trap one more time, you need a hell of a lot of insurance. And nature boy, the only reason I don't break you in half right now because the world title's not in the line and I ain't letting you off that easy. The last time you got in the ring with me in front of my public, the only thing that kept you alive was the fact that five 
people were holding you down. But if you get in my face today with a woman here, I'm going to kick your ass. You understand that? Think about it, Lex Luger, baby. We're out of here. See you later. Wait a second, I'm not finished. shield Ole Anderson trying to sneak attack on Luger now Flair those shots are not effective on the big total package So a lot goes down there, Doc. Uh, why, you know, I just realized it. What's this? Uh, we'll talk about this in a second. What's the score of the Cowboy game? I forgot. Um, it's on right now, and I gotta. I'm trying to tune in to my tablet right here to, to check the score. Well, this, this is night the big, in NFL. This is the big kickoff night. I didn't want to uh, bring bring everybody. I didn't want to ruin everybody's night because I know most people out there aren't Cowboy fans. But it's looking pretty good so far. I don't want to say too much. All I gotta say is. Looks like uh, looks like Jerry got Zeke uh, Zeke Elliott a stable of wow, and Dak looks healthy. Wow, seriously, really? Well, you're you're serious, huh? What? Unbelievable! The stuff you say on this show, the stuff that has to be said, the stuff you say on this show. Okay, back to the wrestling fake um, outrage. You, you I, bet did that, not... I bet you're a star on social media with that bullshit. <laughs> okay. You um you didn't give a score. I guess the Cowboys are trailing right now as we No, uh, no, no, no. But let me tell you, uh Brady looks slow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get back to Luger and Flair and Woman. What'd you think about that right there in that segment promo as we lead up to uh confrontation with those two? I thought that was really good. Really, really good. Um, the only question I had is why is Ole coming out first? Wouldn't Arn be the first one down the aisle because he's faster and younger? Small knit. Um, they mentioned that Flair was a six-time champion. Remember when that was like the best thing in the world? Like, holy shit, he's a six-time champion. Yeah, now people win him 18, 19. <laughs> I think Charlotte's on like... Rain 10 or some shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I have no idea. I shouldn't say that because I really don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that was something like, oh, six-time world heavyweight champion. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I had a note. So, you see Luger and Flair. They're not nose-to-nose, but they're standing across from each other. Flair's not a short dude. Look at no. Lex, man. He's um He's got statue. You know, he's, he's, he's a good – he's a – Big dude knows what he's doing. Um, it's just interesting when you see them standing next to each other like that. You know what I mean? Well, and I thought also you have, for him anyway, casual Rick. He must have a barbecue to go to later. Yes. Um, woman is all the way live. 
as always. You heard it on the promo at the end. One of the things I did, you know, the beatdown of Luger, and then uh, eventually I think uh, Eddie Gilbert and Mike Rotunda come out to chase off the horsemen. I did like how Flair, he hides behind woman. I that thought that was, was tremendous. That's that was superb. 101. Exactly. He's cussing. He cussed at him on, in a, on a hot live mic. So he was going to kick his ass. I mean, there's children present, for God's sakes. Yep. What you else? Got the classic you... horseman beat down. And is there anything better than when Arn grabs the top rope and cocks that right leg before he delivers that first boot? You know it's a work, but he but it's so looks so good. Like the way he does it, the way he it's just Arn. He's just so smooth. One of the greatest ever. So I concur. So this was great, and the crowd loved it, and. You know, I mean, we're, we're often we're everybody's often doing everybody's doing what they ought to be doing. How about yeah, that? And, and and that's the thing about this episode. Uh, you know, we were really down on the first half of it, but as you can see now, we've had some good stuff with the match with Pillman. I mean, not Pillman, Z-Man and, and Stan, and everything that happened with those teams. And then we go to this. So they 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 backloaded this episode with with some better stuff than we saw in the first half, for damn sure. All right. Any other thoughts before we keep moving? I mean, they got to do things like this because this is now going on for a while and it's going to, you know, until we hear otherwise, this is the matchup. Absolutely. So we go to commercial and the back half of this episode actually has uh, all the original commercials. I think there was Twix, NBA Power Pass. There was a compound W wart wart remover (laughs) remedy. Uh, I don't know, no comment on that tone soap. There was a Jeep commercial and they showed that a brand new Jeep Cherokee, the MSRP at that time in 1990 was $15,663. Uh, if you, if you, uh, adjust that for inflation, that meant that vehicle was $32,959 in 2021 money. As we stand today, I wanted to point that out as we talk about our prices. So literally like more than double, um, then we, when we come back from the commercial, Jr. mentions he's got some thoughts and he shares, you know, basically what he thought happened there with Luger and the Horsemen. I didn't have any real notes from it, Doc. It was kind of short. Did you have anything from Jr.? He's just kind of recapping. No, I didn't have anything there. All right. So then we go to the next thing, and I know we we can't help ourselves on this. The Rock and Roll Express are going to cover are going to cut a promo, and it's followed by the Freebirds. Uh, let me let me go to that audio. Well, let me just tell you, if you're watching the video version, keep up with, you know, Morton is talking to you, but if you're watching the background, so is Gibson. Gibson's talking to you, but I got some other thoughts on that as well. Let's go to it now. We will show you that big two out of three fall match. We're going to have it for you live here in just a moment or two. But right now, let's hear these pre-recorded comments just moments ago from the competitors, the Birds and the Rock and Roll Express. Hey, Freebirds, brother and I, we're real excited because right here in just a few minutes, we're going to see who just is a real rock and roll team. Let me tell you, so you go ahead and tell everybody that y'all are, we think we are. Let me tell you, right here, we're going to find out. That's right. You know Michael Hayes and Jimmy James. You come out here and tell the whole world that the Rock and Roll Express copied you. 
that we come out here, brother, and put music with our team, but you did it first. We well, see that's passe, brother. We don't like to listen to it, and nobody else does. But we will tell you one thing. If you want to prove a point, baby, all you got to do is ask us, and we're going to find out, like Robert said, here today, it's not going to be a one-fall macho, man. Right here on TV, it's going to be two out of three. So, Michael Hayes and Jimmy James, show us what you got. We have been around the world many, many times and held the world's tag team champions for four different occasions. And we're going to prove to you that we still are the tag team of the 80s and we're coming here to kick out in the 90s. You know, P.S., I know Christ. that you have to be as excited as I am because it's been a long time coming and my patients are wearing thin. The Rock and Roll Express and all of America are going to find out who the boss is. Today. Well, you know, some continental transatlantic came back here when you said, P.S., get back home, TBS, three-hour special, and we got to find out who is really rock and roll. Come on, people, let's get real. They've got about as good a chance as a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest <laughs> in just a couple minutes, because I'm going to tell you something. We were born to rock, and we were born to stroll. We be looking F-I-N-E-5 because we strut and stroll. And you get this straight, Ricky Punky Morton and Robert Hoot Gibson. Nobody, nowhere, no how. I, I got some stuff, but I'm going to throw to you first. <laughs> um, I want you to defend Gar Michael Hayes now. Go ahead. <laughs> Garvin looks like a bearded tranny. I'm not going to go there because I feel like that's an insult to, to trans people, to be frank. Oh, whatever. I really do. I mean, it's it's no, he... he he looks ridiculous. He doesn't look like a bearded trans person. What is Gibson doing? Good God. Oh, with the sign language? Yeah. Well, I, the sign language is fine. My note is always Robert looking at the camera and looking. Come on. See, that's looking. an insult right there to people that got fucked up by vision. Okay. I didn't mean it in that way. Look, look at, at you. Look, what the f if you take that screenshot that we're looking at right now and, be, no, and told somebody, get his mouth closed. Told somebody, hey, wh who's that? The eyeshadow is getting ridiculous, and it gets worse. That's the sad part. Okay, it's a it's a problem. This is a problem. Big problem. It's terrible. Where are they at? Is this a locker room? Is this a? It's got to be because because of the lights house? on the side. It's got to be a locker room. I mean, probably at this venue. All right. And Garvin's still putting eyeshadow on. And, He's, you he know, doesn't have enough. We used to have conversations about, you know, it felt like when you first started to hear the, in these wrestling interviews, Hoot and Punky, like it felt like, oh, my God, you know, it's, you finally hear things like that. But this is like the fourth or fifth time I've heard one of their opponents in an interview mention, you know, uh, Ricky Punky Morton and Robert Hoot Gibson. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you start to hear these things. You don't remember them as much, but then when you watch it over years' time, you're like, oh, you know, a lot of people actually said that, and maybe we just weren't keen to it at the time. Now, I know you weren't really watching wrestling at this point, but 
because uh, you had dipped out for a few years. But you, you, we've, you know, I mean, I don't know. I count a good four or five times where I feel like we've heard that, that said. Would you agree? Yes. All right. So we keep moving. We're about to go to the best two out of three falls. And we do see a scroll come across the screen and the scroll meaning. Uh, Why are the where, dynamic dudes still wrestling? I have no idea. But, you know, this is WCW. So I wouldn't put any stock into what you're seeing as far as performers that are listed here because you, you oh. just really don't know what you're getting. That's just, just a mere suggestion. Uh, mere suggestion is is absolutely right, but I did wanna I did wanna focus in on something. So you'll notice here that they're going to Biloxi. So we're going down I ten here, Mississippi Gulf Coast. We're then going, and you're like, all right, where are we going next? Oh, Baton Rouge. Wait, they skipped right past New Orleans because they're going west on I ten, and they kept going. They went straight to Beaumont on I ten. They skipped New Orleans. And then they went to San Antonio. So I found it interesting that they skipped right past and then went to Houston. Maybe they're so going to get it after Houston on their way back to Atlanta. Uh, maybe so. Who knows? But it felt kind of disjointed. But anyway. And then we get a bunch of more TBS commercials. Jackson the NBA. Learn how to play better defense on the fast break. That's what I saw. Who? Jack Sigma. He was the center for Milwaukee there as Atlanta just went straight to the bucket. There's an M- NBA commercial plan, and um, remember Jim Burt. I remember Jim Burt. He got busted uh, for spraying silicone on his teammate's jersey in a San Francisco 49ers game, I believe. Uh, not that they up. did him anything. It's on video. You can find it on YouTube. At least I saw it years ago. I don't remember when they taped it that time. But anyway, all right, we'll keep moving. So a uh, bunch of other commercials. And then we finally get back to the wrestling and we've got the two out of three falls match between the Freebirds and the rock and roll. So the first match begins. Um, it's key to point out when they start this match, there's actually 44 minutes left in the actual episode. So we hey, got you want to know something about Jim Burt? What's that? You want to know something about Jim Burt? Yeah. What is it? Apparently, if you believe his Wikipedia page, he played high school football at Orchard Park High School with Lex Luger as a teammate. If that's true, that's very interesting. There you go. Because hmm. Lex Luger was in the commercial right after him. You know, I tell you what, man, you've been, um, you're talking about like football and, you know, you're about to get you a little stress reliever like Javor. Well, we're about two coming. hours from going one up in the wind column here. Things well, are looking yeah. good. I was going to tell you, you know, I've, I, we haven't talked much, but you know, I'm a, I've turned into a big Canadian football league fan, you know, Jesus. in the, in the, in the NFL absence. You're and, desperate. um, I, I do watch my fair share of, uh, Winnipeg blue bombers, uh, CFL football. That's my, that's my team in the CFL. If anybody was wondering, um, you know, the eye of Gibson and PN news junior, they, they're, they're Canadian. They're out there, so. doing, they're out there doing 43 yard sprints on the, for the 110 yard field. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Canadian. So we've had a, bunch of conversations uh, with the two of them on social media but uh yeah one forty three oh eight. well i was gonna say before you interrupted me about jim burt and lex luger i was going to say as i'm uh going back to one for you said one forty three oh eight. yeah okay yeah hey, i'm going back to it. it this is one forty two fifty. this first fall lasts two to three minutes and this so shit what, was dumb we, when they all what, they all get to the outside uh-huh. And now 
This looks like four dudes that just found out that there was only one eight ball left up at the apartment <laughs> and they're all racing back up to see who could get it. That could have been worse what you were about to say. I thought you were going somewhere else. So anyway, they win. What do you think they... those wrist bandanas on Gibson smell like? Weed or Badissi? Both. And <laughs> there you does, go. Does cocaine have a smell? I'm genuinely curious because I have no idea I've if it does. A lot of people try, I've watched a lot of people try to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I know people snort it, but I'm like, if it has a smell, it probably smells like that too. Uh, but but Gibson and Morton win the first fall, two to three minutes. They hit the Freebirds with a with a double drop kick, and they pin Garvin and Hayes simultaneously. So they're up 1-0. We then get a bunch of commercials, Oxy-10, Rue, some kind of 80s and 90s aerobics BS video package that claim you could get a body like former model L. McPherson, Rachel Hunter, and Cheryl Teagues. This shit that they used to play like that should have been criminal because it really led you to believe. Let me rewind in that the patrons can see this nonsense of these aerobic videos. This is typical 80s, 90s bull crap where they would advertise these videos and say 20 minutes a day and you can have a body like this. No, you can't. You were sold. It's it's appropriate to put this on wrestling because you're being worked. You were sold aerobics videos, but you were not going to have a body like these women unless you seriously dieted. And even then, Margie from the Smoky Mountains cannot look like this. Doc, any thoughts on this uh, aerobics video that uh, claimed that could make you look uh, like a million bucks? These were top models back then, man. Rachel Hunter is top shelf, bruh. L. McPherson, Rachel Hunter, and Cheryl Teagues, they were they were top shelf. Those are back names. Then. Yeah. Promoting this. Like you're gonna have That's a six not pack. Stacy with two E's from down at the stripping shack. <laughs> These are real models. These are real models. This is just lies. DDP. This is just DDP for bitches. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> that's a nice stock. Anyway, Boy. well, they don't stop with the women uh, because there's also a um, Nordic Track commercial, some kind of cross country bowl. You like that gimmick. company, don't you? You know, we're recording right now. I'm gonna. Keep my mouth shut. How does that sound? This is why we can't have. Uh oh. I mean, look Come at, on. look Come at on, this. Grandpa, pick it up, you old bastard. What is that? Look at little Timmy wants to kick the fucking soccer ball. Why don't you look get your ass together? Stupid cross country machine that they're promoting. That shit looks like it would snap and sit you flying across the room. This is so terrible, and they probably sold tons of them anyway. If anybody's got one of these things. Let me take off my big glasses and tell you how I get in shape. I get buff and ripped. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so we keep moving. Uh, Doc, I'm going to assume you've got nothing else on these rather horrendous commercials with stuff that it's not going to get. I've got a commercial later. Okay. But as we come back into this match, can I get 155.50? Boy, you went far. Hold on. Yeah, I, could, I quit giving a shit because I, I joined the crowd and stopped caring. Okay. All right. Well, we're at 155.30 right here. You want to tell the people what we're looking for? Look at that ball spot on Michael Hayes. No, I have no idea what I marked down here. 
Oh, I think it's because they started clapping and nobody clapped with them. So Hayes nope. is trying to get the crowd going, and then and then Morton's going to try to get the crowd going, and the crowd doesn't give a shit. Watch. <laughs> there are a few people that clap. It's a just not few, many. But that ain't that ain't normal rock and roll. Well, it's certainly not what you would see in 1986 and 87 in the Mid Atlantic Territory. Uh, when JCP was running the shows there, I do agree. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah. this well, go now ahead. we'll tell you that I did like. I thought it was a good DDT to finish the second fall. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. Gibson with a nice fall there to the floor. So the second fall, Corny is messing with Jr. a lot during this match um, because they got a lot of time to fill. Because again, they started this thing with 44 minutes left, and the first fall left spent three minutes. So you still got 20. 20 minutes in there to fill in per the next two falls. So Corny's messing a lot with JR here. And and Corny claims JR can't keep his eye on anything with the uh, with the exception of Missy Hyatt. And JR says, well, I am a red-blooded American, you know, basically not denying that he's got his eye on Missy. It wasn't creepy or anything, but it was just an interesting exchange. Corny says, well, let's cut you open and see how red-blooded you are, JR. Mm. Uh these two are, they're good together on uh, commentary. And, you know, they, they just are. They, they've got good chemistry. They know each other for years, so it makes sense. Now, fall number two, I don't have the timestamp of exactly when it happens, but Hayes holds the ropes when, he's get, when he gets sent in for a double drop kick. And the rock and roll, you know, they take the bump because they go for the drop kick, but they take the bump. And then Hayes hits Morton with the DDT that Doc was talking about, and the Freebirds end up winning the second fall. It was, I don't like I said I don't have the exact time stamp for the second fall but it did look good uh, the DDT I think I went too far because it's before the commercial is this where you got comments on the commercial yeah all right here's a DDT coming up let's let's watch that did I miss it oh shit hold on let me go back come on well they were playing the replay and I I, I want the the full effect so here we go rock and roll misses the double drop kick uh, when Hayes grabs the rope. And then here comes the DDT. This was really good, and you can attribute that to Ricky Morton. The way he went over. Okay, so what are we looking for in this commercial? 205. 205. So I can't first read uh, my writing of what this is. So as we go to, we got Braves baseball, and then three Musketeers, and then seven up. I know exactly what you're looking at. Hold on, let me get to it. Uh oh, yes. Yes, let me. Okay, this so thing he, looks here. like an Eastern European sex toy. <laughs> so this thing is some bull crap blender called the Guarmatic. Okay, that's and, what I wrote down. That's what I wrote down. That's it. And, this thing looks like the the. Fall of the Berlin Wall escaped and out escaped this Eastern European sex toy that the Hilda and God. They're showing them make whipped cream out of milk with this thing. They're showing them crush peanuts and make peanut butter. That doesn't seem right. It doesn't at all. Can I? Uh, what? What? What was that? Let me go what back. What are they I'm, doing with this thing? 
They're making mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. Jesus Christ. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise costs a jar. Right. So here's the that, peanut that butter. Right here, the peanut butter can't be correct. I, yeah, I don't. Okay. So what is what that? Is that? What are is that supposed to be like little oranges? I thought they were lemons. And I was like, well, what about the rinds, fucko? It says locale treat. Gotta be oranges. What is this? What okay. did they just crush? So Dude, that's supposed that's supposed to be bread. Right. So why are they pulverizing bread? Ideal for bacon. And who cooks and mixes in a damn Ziploc bag? Local local restaurant mayo. There's a, a mustard, mustard container right to the nobody's right. Nobody's ever heard. That's Eastern European mustard too. Coleman came straight out of Czechoslovakia. Coleman's mustard. Coleman with no e, just C O L M A N. Mustard. There's a That's vinegar bottle. I don't know how to spell. The Czechs. Local... They're behind this shit. It's easy to e... clean, but we're not trying to get cleaned. <laughs> There's no way this thing's easy to clean. By the way. Uh, no hold way. on. Give me one second, Doc. I'm I'm trying to look up something here on the inflation calculator because I really want to know. Dude, they I'm, are getting ready to rip people off for this thing. But that thing is you put it in the dishwasher and nothing comes off of it. You're sitting there with the damn toothpick trying to pick the pieces of food out of it so that you can shove it in Wanda's twat later because it doubles as the sex toy. Wow. Did you really just say that? I said it. I'm here. All right. I'm here all night. Why is it not? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Lamb, bro. C D Lamb. Hold on. I'm trying to get the, the inflation calculator. C D Lamb scored or something? Okay. Yeah. It's a ripoff then. I don't need an inflation calculator. I'm, I but I'm but I wanna I wanna put it in here that way we can we can see what it would have cost. Um you know, in today's money, because I believe that's an important part of this discussion here. All right. So this stuff, uh, this thing, when they continue, whatever it is called, the Guarmatic, and it comes with a free recipe book, free my ass. You'll see in a second. Oh, they Look just ground up coffee. Yeah. Guarmatic. Now, three payments. Doc, three payments. Of 1995, right? That's a uh, 59 uh, for 59.85. This fucker can be yours. So in today's money, that would equate let me to guess, let 100, me guess. 130 bucks, 126 dollars and 15 cents. Hmm. If you were to add up 1990, you know 1995 times three, and then better double as a sex toy. How about that? One hundred. In almost $30 for this shit that somebody has sitting in a cabinet to this day. Why does this mayonnaise taste like fish? Because it doubles as a sex toy. Wow. Oh, don't forget the $7 shipping and handling. And you're going to wait six to eight weeks for that some buck to arrive. No COD cash on delivery. Because why the hell would you want to pay 19 <laughs> Oh, my God. This is payment. terrible. Three this easy payments, my ass. You're fleecing folks. I wonder how many people got worked over that. A lot. All right. So that is yeah, the commercial. Adams here. Nah, this is bullshit. Yeah, there's there's some commercial called Mountain. I'm not commercial. There's some movie called Mountain Charlie that's going to be on 
on TBS tomorrow. And look, look at it. a young Ernie Johnson advertising the Atlanta Hawks and Milwaukee Bucks here. Always good to see a young Ernie. Look at how young he was. Mm. All right, we go back to fall number three here. Now, let me go to it. Uh, well, let me ask if you have what you have from this first before I go to fall number three. Nope, I'm done. I got tired. You couldn't have got tired. This week's better than what we saw last. I, my next note says, I like the finish. Okay, so on to the finish. So Gibson uh, makes the hot tag to Morton. Morton's on fire. You know, he's rocking and rolling. Rock and roll express. Morton gets thrown over the top rope, but the ref, Nick Patrick, he did not see Morton go over the top rope. So uh, Morton and Hayes, it's key to point out, they are the legal participants. Morton comes back in and jumps on Hayes' shoulder and rolls over and pins Hayes. The Rock and Roll win the third fall, so they're 2-1 to one here. The Freebirds, though, attack them after the bell, and I don't know who that was, but um, Garvin took somebody's belt as they were running away. I assume that was part of the show in a plant, but I have no idea. So the Rock and Roll win, but as typically happens, uh, the heels keep their heat. Uh, you said you like to finish, Doc. What else you got from it? That's it. Wow, you just made me do all the work there, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the here's the roll up. <laughs> it almost defense. hey, our defense isn't that bad. What's the score? What are the Cowboys up by at this point? I don't want to get into specifics because this is t- not you know time stampable. But let's just say the defense looks better. Uh, the offense is restored and. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, they 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 are uh, they're going to have a little tussle here this evening. The Cowboys are for real. What's the Cowboys' record going to be? Seventeen and zero. A hundred percent. Oh, okay. Can you hit me one of those lines? Seventeen and zero Super Bowl suck it like you did a couple years ago. I I don't think so. I got tired of listening to it. Let me you tell you something. It. You overplayed you, it. Do you realize how you hexed yourself? Because they were 3-0 and going to New Orleans that week to play Teddy Bridgewater because Breeze was out. They lost that game. I believe they ended up going 8-8. You know how of... incredibly feeble-minded you sound? And they... if I had any power over how this all turned out, that I would never do anything? Come on, bro. You, they you ended gotta, up... you, you're better than that. They went to New Orleans. They lost. They then lost the next... Let's see. They ended up losing seven hey, more games and only one, like four more. One out of, we lose one out of every two games for the last 25 years. I'm just saying. Y'all were 3-0, and talking high and mighty, and y'all came down there and got some of that Cajun voodoo put on that ass, and y'all came back to Dallas with y'all tail between y'all legs, and y'all ain't done nothing. Well, y'all ain't did anything in 25 years, but y'all really didn't do anything since that season. I'm just saying. Okay, so back from commercial, we had a bunch of commercials here. National Geographic, Goodwill Games, all that good stuff. Uh, so here's here's how I do this. I bet on the last commercial break that if we talked about the Gormatic, there wouldn't be anything as egregious, and I could skip the commercials the rest of the way. So... You're saying you didn't watch the second set? Is that your way of saying that? Yep. Okay. 
Well, we're almost uh, we're nearing the end of the the review portion of this show because the next thing we do is if you remember at the beginning of last week when we were doing part one from April fourteenth of ninety, Sting said he needed to make a special announcement, and Doc has been hinting at this all week with me, and it is time to hear Sting's special announcement. Let's go to Jr. and Jim Cornette to throw it to Sting. That's one of the most appalling situations, and we went to black. When we went to black, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to show this here on TBS. They, these guys, the Freebirds, lashed the rock and roll with those leather belts. Well, if you don't show it here on TBS, you're doing the whole world an injustice, but that's nothing new. The world is full of injustices. Well, let me tell you something. Justice was served in that match right there because the Freebirds took that belt off that goof at ringside, and they went in the ring, and they laid it on the Rock and Roll Express. Did you hear the whap? Did you hear the lashes? Did you see that skin peel up? Did you see those right. big, ugly red welts pop up on Ricky and Robert? I loved every second of it. Well, fans, uh, we'll talk more about that situation next week here on the program. But right now, as we said, we received, before we went on the air, a special videotape from Sting. No one has seen this. Uh, as of yet, we're all going to see it together well, here in a few been moments. In a mayonnaise jar on Funkin' Wagnall's porch since noon today. I'll tell you, <laughs> it doesn't take a genius, it doesn't take Albert Einstein to know what Sting's going to say. He's going to say, "I quit. I give up. I don't want the Horsemen to cripple me any further. I don't want to get my, my not only my career ended, but maybe my neck broke, and I'm going to stay away from professional wrestling for the rest of my life." That's what he's going to say. Go ahead, roll it, and see if I'm right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's roll the videotape. This came from Sting, uh, and uh, will he retire? We're going to find out. We're all waiting. Uh, we're going to see it, as I said, for the same... I'll bet you some money. Oh, you will. Have you been in my wallet? Fans, he... I don't have... There's a... no wager here. Let's see, the, let's see the videotape with Sting. Horseman, you said you were going to take me out. You said I'd never wrestle again. But you made a big mistake when you started messing with the little stingers. So now the time has come. And Flair, if you think you're invincible. Think it over, Creed. So he's going to retire, huh? So he's not going to be around anymore. He's going to be a capital combat, and he's going to have RoboCop at his side. What in the world? Where does he get off thinking he can bring some kind of freak into professional wrestling? I is he, a, is he a man? Is he a machine? Is he a mom? What is he? What is he, half and half? He's RoboCop. I don't know. I don't watch the movies. I don't go to movies. I can't go out in public. But I'll tell you this. Sting has no business, has no place bringing some creep, some creature, some monster like that anywhere around professional wrestling. That is, that is malarkey what that is. Well, it's true, though, and he will be there, so the horsemen's threat or not. No, hey, no. The horsemen, they're not going to be scared of some big pile of scrap metal standing 10 feet tall or however big the guy is. They're not going to be afraid. The horsemen will still triumph because they're the elite in professional wrestling, and they're not going to be scared of some kind of freak. If it's a computer R2-D2, I don't know what the guy is, but the horsemen will find out before Capital Combat. So we find out now, ladies and gentlemen. That Sting will not retire. He will have RoboCop at his side at our next big pay-per-view spectacular. It's called Capital Combat May 19th, Saturday night, May 19th, in the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C. I cannot, man, a fine place, a fine place to perpetrate some kind of scam like this in the nation's capital, a bastion of democracy, 
a place where honesty and integrity rules the entire city. You're speaking uh, of something you have no background on, Washington honesty and integrity. Wait a minute. <laughs> Washington, D.C., now I realize why they're bringing RoboCop there. Now I realize why they're ripping people off. It's Washington. Fans, we'll talk more about this tomorrow night at 6.05 on the main event. For Jim Cornette, I'm Jim Ross. So long. Um, Sting's not retiring. He's going to be back at Capital Combat 90, the pay-per-view, which you can hear our review of that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt on the, on the Patreon feed. RoboCop will be there. JR really did make me laugh when he said, you're speaking of something you know nothing about, honesty and integrity. Uh, Doc, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we're going to talk more about RoboCop later, obviously, in the pay-per-view when we get there. But uh, any thoughts here, man? This is shit. I I oh. mean, he ain't here, but I can see, I can hear Harper going, man, this is poop, bruh. So about RoboCop. As... About RoboCop. I told you yesterday, you know, I work from home and mother-in-law lives with us. And I walked through the room where she was watching TV the other day and RoboCop was on TV. <laughs> and I was like, because I knew we had to talk about this tonight. The universe is telling you something. So about RoboCop, it, as you would know, I mean, most of our listeners, I think, know, Cornette hated that nonsense with RoboCop. Um, and I would like to just send you all to his YouTube channel if you want to hear his multiple rants, detailed rants about the whole RoboCop thing and how it all came to be played out. What happened at the pay-per-view. If you want to hear what Cornette has to say, uh, and, and you know, I've said it before, you know, I don't think Cornette's right all the time for sure, but on this issue, he, I mean, when you listen to what he says about RoboCop, man, I, I got to agree. Like it, it just made no sense. It was so really here's stupid. The thing. Here's the thing. And we're going to talk about RoboCop in detail at the pay-per-view. I just but here's the thing. get too much about it now, but go ahead. If you believe that Sting is the guy to push, and I can see how somebody might make that decision. I disagree with it, but I can see it. And you want to tie this shit in with the movie, and you think that's a good idea. I can see how somebody would go down that path. But this package looks like it was thrown together and doesn't explain anything and why they're together and why RoboCop's there. And this is bullshit. So if you're going to go down the path of this way, at least try to do it well. Well, all they had to say was, okay, RoboCop, what does this mean for Sting? Like, what does this mean for Capital Combat? We know, so Sting's not retirement, retiring. He's going to be at capital combat 90 but what does that really mean i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna have robocop watching my back or just tease it like we'll say what robocop's gonna be doing late they didn't really say all they said was robocop would be there they didn't really say stay tuned to see what the hell robocop is there for all we know is robocop and sting and it doesn't make much sense and if I'm Lex Luger watching that, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it it really doesn't 
I mean, it doesn't really say anything. I'm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's roll oh, the shoot. video. I didn't mean to hit play. It it really doesn't say anything. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's was RoboCop a, a PG movie? That's the other thing. I don't know. You know, the, the, these the because Turner keeps. You know, there's so many damn mandates. Boy, look at that face Jr.'s making right there in that screenshot. You see that, Doc? Let me kiss that butthole. That's exactly. That was completely um, by accident. Okay, RoboCop. Let me see what it was rated. It came out in 87. I knew that much. This is the second RoboCop by the by the time 90 rolls around. Uh, does it even say the rating? I don't see the rating. What was? Let me just ask. What was RoboCop rated? Apologize for doing this on the fly, but uh, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. It was rated R. So uh, this is... The original RoboCop was rated R. Um, RoboCop I 2. I like one was... of the songs on the soundtrack. So, RoboCop 2, which is the one this is playing. They had a song. There was a glam metal band, Babylon AD. They had a song called "Kid Goes Wild." That was a that was a uh, RoboCop was in the video. What do you think RoboCop 2 was rated? I told you the first one was rated R. What do you think 2 was rated? PG thirteen. It was rated R. So which really throws confusion at me because we're plugging a movie that's rated R, but we can't even put a trickle of blood on our pay per views now or do things too risque for fear of offending our little children who watch this. This is peak what the hell are we doing? Bullcrap. We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it. It's And when I say peak, we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's peak inconsistency. We don't want blood. We don't want too much violence. But hey, let's strike a deal with RoboCop 2 rated R. And if you've ever seen it, it's pretty damn violent. But I digress. Okay. Um... Yeah, I got nothing else. That's how the episode ends. As Jr. Okay. is looking like he's about to. <laughs> Boy, if you're a patron, you got to watch the Patreon video <laughs> as we got to the end of this and see Jr.'s lips as he. That's the circle from circle circle dot dot. Let me hit play. All right, I couldn't find that screenshot again if I wanted to. So what do we do? What are we doing here, Doc? Uh, I know we semi-rated last week, right? Mm-hmm. Do I we feel want like to re-rate? we need to rate just the second half and then divvy out a Rolex. Oh, if I'm going to rate the, just the second half, I, I'll give it a B plus. And the only reason I'm not giving it higher is because I think the RoboCop thing is dumb. But again, we'll we'll litigate that when we do the pay-per-view. Uh, it, this was a good show. I, and I almost gave it A minus. Mm. Uh, the match with Lane and Z-Man was good. The, you know, Cornette interview with Flair and Woman and what went down there. Uh, the, the the commercial with that stupid blender thing was tremendous. Mm. Rock and Roll Express versus Freebirds, mm, pretty good, you know. Um, and then that commercial, yeah, B B plus. What are you giving it? I'm gonna go the other way and say a B, bordering on a B minus. Okay, I mean that's close. Yeah, so we're close, but we're veering in opposite directions. So we do now. Need, we need to give out the the Rolex. I do want to remind folks, 
to use our Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. A great way to support the show. If you're already shopping on Amazon, when you use that link, you get the show gets some support in return from Amazon. So please use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it. Give it to family members. Send it to them in text and say, hey, if you're shopping on Amazon, please use this link. My favorite podcast gets a little bit of support in return it ain't much but when you're a mud show operation like us that every dollar counts everything counts especially when you're constantly replacing headsets even though his girlfriend bought him yeah but that ain't the last one oh no it'll they'll be the real over and under is does that headset that she bought see 2022 in working order you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, what what odds do we want to give it to make it out of 2022 with that headset that she just bought? I mean, Doc, we've only got a I few mean, months left. I mean, we need to call Halfpint in. He's the odds maker here. Boy, is he. He was quoting odds. He's got, a, he's got a mouth on him. Is that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> Y'all seem to get along good. Did we? Yeah. I like the little fella. He's, he's, he, he trips me out. He needs to... Look, I don't want to tell anybody how to run their social media accounts, but but he needs to kind of like uh, take a soma and just just relax sometimes because he gets so he's balls out. He's balls. Oh out. Oh my so god, he's he. Gets... Look, here's my thing. I want I want to make this statement talking about social media. I don't believe in censoring anybody. So guys who have been on this show, including Harper, Half Pint, Sparks, whoever, Lance, their social media is their social media. Silva, whatever, tweet what you want. It's your life. I don't care. Um, but if it's coming from their personal Twitter, that's their thoughts. That doesn't necessarily speak for BTT. The views of the goon squad do not reflect the BTT. Exactly. Um, and, and hey, that's not me saying I agree or disagree. But with Half Pint, Half Pint recently went after one of the uh, quote unquote wrestling journalists in this world. I don't want to say who it is because I'll tell you off air. He went at him. And I'm like, I saw the tweet and I'm like, oh God, half fight, just, 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 just drink some whiskey, take a Soma and, uh, you'll be all right. But I, I, I say that jokingly, uh, I, I like the little fella. He's he's four foot two, I think. And he's a, he's a little he's, fella. Hold the microphone high. Literally, um, you know, from Sopranos, good kid. That's what I think about the, the little fella. He's a good kid. You know what I'm saying? Good kid. He came in with a lot of overconfidence in both his approach and his picks, I will have to say. He Definitely. picked his team to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you've done that. You went 16-0 and Super Bowl suck it. Isn't that the same thing? No, no, no. I, I didn't do that. Well, there, well he, don't, don't say who you picked. You because... and all the listeners need to understand when my tongue is in my cheek and mm-hmm. when it's not. By the way, you just you just you just gave away who he picked as a Super Bowl winner, but then again, we didn't give away the rest of the picks nor your pick on who wins the Super Bowl. Well, but he's this show will that show will have aired, hadn't it? I mean, the the first game of the season's happening right now. Yeah, I'm saying only it's only for patrons though. Well, that's not well. I mean, my picks are the ones that count. Okay, no, it was I actually enjoyed the football show. I thought it was great. I love sometimes just kicking back and listening to. To shows like that, I, I, it's fun to just be a producer. Let me let me put it like that. Okay, I, what, what were you about to say? Now? I, 
I can certainly see you in that producer's chair for sure. <laughs> well, uh, we need to also give out the Rolex. I did want to remind you again, we were talking about the NFL football preview. You can get that at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron. We are a mud show operation. We're not one of the big names. The way this show keeps going is by your support. So if you listen for free and enjoy it, consider that Patreon link. It's very inexpensive. And we do kick out as much as we can as humanly possible on that feed. So thank you if you are a patron. If you're not, consider becoming one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The link is also in the show description. Okay, Doc, uh, I went first with the rating. Uh, we're, we're Rolexing. Are we Rolexing only part two, or can we take what was in part one? I don't care. I'm giving it to Rick for pulling woman in front of him. Rick gets it, but still honorable mention to Teddy Long from last week. I, I can 100% support that. Because Teddy was phenomenal. He was. He was he, the he, bright spot by a mile of last he, week's show. Tremendous. Tremendous. But do you understand? I mean, it's you do, but just the, the shitty chicken shit heel to pull a female in front of you with Lex Luger on the advance. That was criminal. I mean, that, that, that was a criminal maneuver. Criminal. Because you're hiding behind the, the the term they used to give it, and I'm sure somebody gets offended by this now. The term they used to say is you're hiding behind a skirt. Oh yeah, they I used like to. to I mean, that, that, I like to hide in the skirt, but that's a different story. <laughs> they, they no, that used to be the term. You hide behind a skirt. Now I got I, a feeling if you, you if remember you that use... ECW where, um, yes, ben go pulled ahead. The ki- Sandman's kid in front of him, and he had the barbed wire stuck in his hair so he had Sandman's 10 year old in front of him in one hand and barbed wire in his hair in the other bro ECW did some some that's the one thing about that was so great man because it they the stuff they did when they did stuff like that it, it made your eyes open and you're like holy crap or or like when um uh the, the pit bull had the 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 neck brace on that was and, too far oh my god but it made you stop and go oh wow is my point but it was it was like holy crap! I can't believe it. They did that, but they did a lot of shit like that. Uh, okay, Doc, do we have anything else we got to get to on this edition? I think we're, of our show? I, nah, I think we've done. You know, we need to save our voices because we're probably not going to have Harper next week either. So I think you know we need to just make sure that we take care of ourselves. You know, we need to we need to practice. What do those bitches call it? Self care. That's what we need. In all seriousness, um, he he's fine. I need to repeat. It's just that I just don't know when he's going to be able to. You're at do the mercy the of the grid. It's not just that. You know, there was a lot of wind damage. Um, when he left his home, I don't think he was able to survey such things. And you know, he's probably got a lot of work related to cleanup and fixing some things and getting stuff squared away. So it's it's it is a lot more than just oh electricity. Because, I mean, he's he's at a home or he was at a home with a generator. Again, he's not staying there full time, I don't think. So it's it's hard to say, man. There's there's a lot more to a hurricane than just the electricity. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But he'll be back. He hasn't gone anywhere. But we, the main thing is we wanted to let you know when you don't hear him, if it's three, four, five, six weeks, that's why. I mean, he's just not it's just not feasible. But Harper will be back in dock. Please put a note in your phone or somewhere. We got to talk about that blender bull crap 
when Harper returns. I got to play that for him. I think we need to talk about it with his girl. The blender? Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing she might like. Dude, she's hilarious. When when you hear her talk, you're like, oh, yeah, this is Harper's type. So it sounds like female Harper? I didn't think it like that, but since you gave that term, yes. And, yeah, 100%. There are two peas in a pod. With- so it's possible that she broke the headset and they didn't want to cop to it. I don't think that. I think, no. I would say that if, if this was only the second headset, but seeing that it's the sixth, mm. I'm going to go out on it. And, and because the four four to five previously were broken before she was around, I'm going to go with Hopper broke the damn headset. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. You got you to play the odds, you know, like, like the little fella half pint said. Uh, okay, so let me stop the, the video little. version. Oh, go ahead. What were you about to say? The little fella. That's nice. Yeah. M- nothing but love, Half Pine. He knows that. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I want to mention our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They take care of us, so please take care of them and give them a listen. Good stuff from Joe and Quinn. And like I said, superb audio and very, very professional. And also check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They handle our ECW show on our Patreon feed, and you can check them out as well on their show, which is a uh, podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin and whatnot. And don't forget, become a patron. We're struggling these days. TinyRL.com slash Patreon BTT. We're struggling. No, I'm I'm joking when I say that. It's We're not struggling. Uh, but it is always great to have more patrons because uh, – it gives us a reason to keep going. I mean, I ain't Otherwise, begging Javorski. Swinging from the beam in the attic with the Bon Eric thing in play. That's nice. I'm not begging Javorski, even though he ups his patronage all the time. But he doesn't tell people that when he likes to punch at me on social media because he can't do anything. Well, else it probably comes out of his lotion fund. Probably. Uh, but anyway, uh, Javorski, uh, he says we beg. No, we're not begging. We're just saying keep the show we're telling you, like it is. Here's the bottom line <laughs> facts. If we didn't have patrons, this show would be off the air because we put up with enough horse shit from the significant others to do this. If we were dipping in our own pocket, it would go away quick. Pretty much. There yeah. you go. <laughs> this thing yeah. when we say listener supported <laughs> that's a shoot what it doesn't cost this? a shit to pile of money to keep this thing afloat but it costs some it does i mean there's i pay there's a series of bills i pay every month related to this show now is it thousands of dollars no but that's why your patronage matters so i i mean i can't state that enough it costs money it literally costs money to keep the show on air uh between skype between uh the 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 podcast feed there's the there's numerous, numerous headsets the numerous headsets don't get me started those uh, things went up headsets. after everybody worked from home they sure the hell did uh oh i forgot one thing chris zaha i did forget to mention i know you bumped up your pledge you've been a hall of fame patron uh chris zaha chris zoncha chris zauha you know, whatever Harper's feeling. A wonderful fella. 
I love that guy. More people in the world need to be like him. Never works himself into a shoot. Has fun on social media, but never works himself to a shoot. Be more like Chris Zaha, and the world would be a much better place. Right, Travis Reigns? Because uh, Travis likes to call Chris uh, Tubby, even though he's not really oh. chubby or not. But uh, Chris is one of my uh, favorite fellows out there. All right, uh, Doc, anything else from you before we, uh, you know, what's the Kawasaki Mule? I don't even know anymore. What, hey, what is man, that? I, I... I've had this on. I've recorded it. So now I'm going to go back and restart it so that I can sit here and watch this game. All right? I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> go Cowboys? Is that what you're saying? 100%. Mm. Well, we are uh, an hour into the game at this point, and um, I wonder if the Cowboys are losing. Uh, when well, I we're deep into it. We are. We, well, let me see. No, we're not deep. We're into the second quarter, and I'm happy. How about that? How's, how's Dak's ankle looking so far? Sturdy, Sturdy, strong. He's got two of them, and they both look great. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Well, uh, Doc, it's just you and I. Yeah, hit the tagline, and we can get out of here. Well, then, book it, bitch.